The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Tuesday edition. And we are so glad you're with us to join us in the Word of God this morning. Uh, If you're following along in your Bible or tablet or phone or something like that, uh, we're going to be in Ecclesiastes chapter number 3 this morning as we begin to study through. This is a very, uh, one of the more familiar, if I can use the term, popular passages in the book of Ecclesiastes. And so we're going to take a couple days over these first eight verses that I think are going to give us one. There's some broad overview principles that we're going to look at today. And then I'm going to take the next couple days and break down some specifics about the comparisons. In these first eight verses, Solomon gives comparisons. And I and I want to take some I want to take a few moments and evaluate them, break them down. What is he trying to teach us? What is it that God wants us to know here? Sometimes all broad overview is a better look. Sometimes detail's good. And so today this next couple days, we're going to be a little more detailed in this passage. But what we're going to do the this morning is we're just going to take a minute and we're going to look at verse 1 and we're going to pull out two primary principles from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 that I think will be a help. And uh, so let's go ahead and read that verse. He says in verse 1 of chapter 3, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. So the first thing I want to look at is he talks about the seasons. So when we talk about the seasons, uh, I've mentioned this in church before, so this is not new to most of you watching uh, or listening, but the fact is that seasons are something that many of us, um, we understand, especially in this part. If you live up here in the Northeast with us, you understand seasons. Ours aren't as extreme. They say if you went further north to New England, but you know, we do have, uh, we're just, hopefully, we're trying to get out of winter. It's now technically spring in our area, uh, but this morning, it was cold, 20, 21 degrees coming in or something. We were commenting, uh, we have a magnolia tree on our property, and it's just beautiful. Uh, my only frustration with it is it, it blooms for a very limited time and then falls off, and then you just have a tree. Uh, but this morning we drove in, and it, it just bloomed last week, just bloomed a few days ago. And we pulled in today, and, be, and all of the beautiful blooms are dead because it's cold today. And I'll be honest, that was frustrating. You know, it's, it's just we're kind of done with the cold around here. Uh, there was a huge accident up on Highway 81 as a result of the snow yesterday. And, you know, we're, we're a couple days out, out from April, so it's... We look at seasons, and you can look at some of the pros and cons of season. That's the premise. And so like any season in life, like winter where we love the snow, we love sometimes the fun of Christmas, we don't necessarily like the cold too much. Summer, we love the freedom to get out and be out in the sun, but then we complain it's too hot. Spring, we love the mild weather, but we get kind of sick and tired of the rain. Fall, you know, everything's beautiful, but it's dying. You know, all the trees are dying. And we can look at the pros and cons of each season. One of the things I think it's important for us to understand when we look at seasons is that we are not in control of the seasons that we find ourselves in. The seasons are there by God. God has chosen our seasons. God's placed us in those seasons, and He has got the good things happening in those seasons, the bad things happening in those seasons. Let me give you another thought in the area of seasons. I think it's important. You know, too many times we strive to go back to a season that we thought was better. You know, we're frustrated in this when we say we're missing out. We wish we had this season, or we wish we could do this again, or things like that. And as much as I understand that there were some great things in previous seasons, I think what we do when we're really struggling, shall we say, with a negative of this season, we go back there, is we see um, 
the good of that season, but we have a great tendency to forget the negative because every season has its good and has its bad. So if we're not careful, what we do is we spend our time focusing on the negative of our current season, wishing that we could be back to the positive of the previous season, totally forgetting that more than likely at that time we were living in the negative of that season, wishing for a positive. It's the old grass is greener on the other side of the fence thing. We, we get this idea that if I can just get out of the season to another one, everything's better. The problem is that's not how it works. Every season has its really bad scenarios and every season has its good. And so whatever season of life you're in, it's got some bad parts to it, but it's got some good. Here's the struggle. If you choose to only focus on the negative of your current season, you're going to be discouraged through all of it. You have to take time and say, Lord, what is the good that you are doing? And Satan wants you to be focused solely on the negative. God wants you to look and see the good that he is doing in the midst of your current season, even though sometimes it's easier to only see the negative of that season. And so let, let me encourage you, number one, in those seasons. There's good and bad. Don't be overwhelmed by just one side of it. So he talks in verse one of it, everything, there's a season. But then he says the second half, and a time to every purpose under heaven. Now time's the second thing I wanna talk about today. And time is something unique because time is something that one, is extremely valuable, it's something that we kind of controls us, and yet it's something that is irreversible. I, you know, if you ever watch the old movies growing up or that are out today, they talk about time travel and fix the, you know, if you go back to the past and fix this and whatever. Uh, unfortunately, that's not necessarily, you know, we know we can't do that. We know we cannot go back and, and fix today based upon. We always say, man, if I could just go back a month. Unfortunately, we can't. What's happened five years ago or, or five weeks ago, those things are there. They're part of our current reality. They're part of life, and we have to evaluate that. So when we look at time, it's, it's easy for us to be consumed by it. It's easy for us to be frustrated by it. Can I tell you a couple things that I think are important for us to do, uh, recognize near time? One, I think we need to understand the value of time. And when we do that, here's, here's my point. If, my, if in time, if my life is consumed about getting and succeeding, uh, then I will find that to be where I place my time and I may lose out on the family in front of me. I may lose out on the other opportunities in front of me because I'm more about this. So I will, I will place my, the value of my time on what I find important. So if it's work or if it's achieving something that I want to achieve in life, I'm willing to put my time there. That's why I'm going to use that valuable asset that God has given me. If I find family and my marriage in, in, important, that's where I put my time. Can I honestly say, if I'm going to find God in, important, that's where I'm going to place my time. If I give God my minimal amount of time that I can throughout the week, then I'm telling him how minimally important he is in my life. And that is just the way it is. And we live in a day where so many things are screaming for our time. Can I encourage you that let's not try to balance it all out. Here's what I mean by balance it all out. Well, okay, I'll take God, I'll take this, and I'll put all this together. I believe that he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what's that mean? God should not be something we try to balance with the rest of our life. God should be the center of that scale, helping us to balance life. He should be the center focal of my life, my marriage, my family, my, my, my ministry, everything I do. And then I balance everything else around him. And by the way, I've had people tell me that that is an, you know, it is a unsustainable um, 
explanation, and yet most of them are not even close to church anymore. Because the moment you make God second or third before long, he becomes 10 or 11, and then he becomes not part of our life. So if we have this time, if God is going to be important, he needs to have our time. He needs to have our time daily. You're here. Praise the Lord. You're doing something about that. But we need to be in church. Well, I'll go to church if, if I can. No, we need it. God designed us to need it. And if it's not important enough, then we're going to miss out. We, we can't have God's power in our life when God becomes number three or four in value of our life. I'm probably, let me tell you that. I think people tell me, well, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. Why isn't God taking care of me? Well, we're not giving him his time. We're not valuing him. You can't make God number four in your life and think he's going to take care of all the problems. It's just, it's just not biblical. So if we have this value of time, we must place it where it needs to be. So let me give you a thought. In Ephesians, he says, um, we're to wake out of sleep, um, to use our time. Well, he says in Romans and Ephesians, he says, now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believe. In Ephesians, I can't remember exactly how to quote it, but it talks about this, taking advantage of our time wisely. A few times in Scripture, God talks about the value of time, to wake out of sleep, to use our time wisely. And we will, as Christians, stand before God one day and give an account for how we used our time. So he gives us, it's not only, not only is it a great commodity, not only is it to show what we truly value, it's a command from God that we use our time wisely. Let me tell you, the world's going to pull at your time. Make sure that you place your time where it is most effective and where it's going to have the most eternal reward. So as you go through the season, don't be overwhelmed by the negative. Find a way to focus on the good. And then what time God's given you in that season, use it for him, use it for good. That is the only thing that's going to last forever. And that is the thing that's going to bring true fulfillment. Well, I thank you for joining us today as we've taken a bit of time in the just one verse in the book of Ecclesiastes. So what we're going to do over the next couple days is we're going to break down the next few verses. It goes up to, I think it's verse 8. So it's 2 to 8, we, he breaks in different comparisons of things that there are times to do. And so we're going to take the next couple of days and break down these different comparisons to see what we can learn from them because there's great principles in each and every one. So hope you continue to join us. Hope it's an encouragement. And we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us.